Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Tessianos, and today is day 12 of 31 Days of Horror. Why, yes, this enchanting escapade into the world of horror comics continues, and today we've got one good one for you. But first, make sure you are following along on this creepy crusade of comics on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. We are 19 days away from Halloween and two days from our very first ever giveaway. Thanks to the generous ghouls over at the Ready to Retro podcast, we are giving away a very undead Halloween package that includes a Walking Dead Daryl Dixon bobblehead, a Walking Dead Volume 1 comic, and OCD stickers. To enter is quite simple. Head on over to your social media of preference, follow Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, and share your favorite OCD podcast uh, horror post thus far. Tag OCD in your post along with the hashtag 31 Days of Horror Comics and you will be entered into the raffle. The winner's name will be drawn from King Tut Sarcophagus on Wednesday, October 14th, when I review The Walking Dead with Max, Chris, and Chels from the Ready to Retro podcast. So please be sure to enter. That's one entry per person and it's going to be a ghoulishly good time. Now to introduce our horror co-host, he is a combination of Batman meets Ninja Turtles, and she is a combination of Catwoman meets Poison Ivy. Both are here to rock our comic book worlds. They are Andrew and Megan. What's up, guys? What's up, everyone? Ooh, what a ghoulishly <laughs> delightful intro. I, uh, I blushed a little when you said I'm Catwoman and Poison Ivy. I, I just, I got a little, little titillated there. Little flashed. I mean, am I wrong? No. Well, I mean, you know, to keep myself humble, I'll just, you know, I'll just go. <laughs> yes, because you are very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a haunted house, Meg? What's going on? I thought Andrew was joining us. Weird. <laughs> you know, he's. Uh... Welcome to my haunted house of. <coughs> Excuse well, you know, me. I, Welcome I, to the haunted house of horrors. I had a word for him, but he just that just explained it all. He's just a ghoulish <laughs> one ghoulish guy. I was gonna say, Andrew, if you're gonna do that at the top, you gotta do that all the way through, my friend. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> well, you know, I just had to, I had a little something in my throat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Andrew, welcome back. It's been a few months since I've seen you. Absolutely. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yes. And I'm here for the very first time. Hello. I was just going to say that. I was going to bring you brought your hot girlfriend, who also is amazing. Wait, who are you? (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) Who who is you? (laughs) Oh, you know, we've only been dating for two years. So, you know, I'm just just here. You just here. If, oh, oh, oh. Well, welcome, you guys. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. So I have a question for the both of you. Yes. What, what in this world does Halloween mean to you? Ooh, well, Halloween always was my favorite holiday growing up. And uh, it, it's a little, like, sad, but, you know, I um, my parents were divorced, so Halloween was always kind of a weird holiday because it was always, like, one Halloween at one parent's house and then Halloween at the other one's. But, uh, but at my, uh, biological dad's house, it was, um, it was haunted houses and trick-or-treating and all these, like, big parties and stuff. And with my mom, she, she was, like, really into Halloween, but she would always make our own costumes. And my dad would always mm. buy our costumes. So there was always a difference in costume qualities. I've usually preferred uh. my mom's because, you know. <laughs> One Halloween in particular that I really, um, enjoyed was I dressed up as Belle. 
from Beauty and the Beast, Ooh. and my mom made my my dress, and I got so many compliments, and I was the pretty, pretty Ooh. princess of them all, and she made <laughs> it in material where, like, I could literally wear it just anytime I wanted, and I would wear oh. it to bed, and I was like, this is my nightgown, and, you know, of but course. I I have always loved Halloween, and I've got little sisters now, so it's really sweet having them carry on that tradition of trick-or-treating, we watch scary movies, and of course, Nightmare oh. Before Christmas. So it's just Halloween. I just—it's really just the most prestigious of them all of the holidays. It, I mean, isn't it? I mean, it's the best holiday ever invented. Oh, absolutely agreed. What does it mean to you, yes. Andrew? I uh, <laughs> I'm a Jehovah's Witness, and oh, uh, I don't—I don't celebrate Halloween. Uh, I don't even know what Halloween is. I'm just kidding. Oh, lordy, 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 lord. <laughs> um, uh, I guess my Halloween experiences, cause, uh, which is funny because of the book that we're doing. But, um, yeah, when I was a kid, like, I was I was always a scaredy cat. Everything scared me. Mm. So, you know, back mm. then when everyone could afford electricity and, uh, and whatnot, you know, all the houses, like, had all the different all the mini haunted houses, all the decorations mm. and everything. So, of course... My scaredy ass would always be exposed to like the very scary like houses, Same. and it always yeah. like scarred me. So then when I went to watch like horror movies, like I can't do it. Although you know what, I don't. Um, Test. Did you ever do this like going into like spirit like Halloween stores? And all oh yeah, I still as do. A kid, yeah. Like and as an adult too, all you do is just go up to the displays. And I love like I know it's like and push the button and push the buttons. Yeah. And I worked at a spirit Halloween when I was nineteen. And my Ooh. most favorite thing to do was little secret of Spirit Halloween is that uh, when you clock in, your main job is to, like turn on all the animatronics and stuff. But there's like timers Ooh. that you can set, uh-huh. and so with one of the animatronics, it was like the scariest one. It was like like this really creepy like doll thing that would like lunge out at you. And so there was a timer that the employee could set where you wouldn't even have to step on the pad. It would just like be on a self set timer. So there'd just be little <laughs> kids like walking by, and then it would be like boom. And then they would just, like, scream. And I know, I'm a horrible person, but kind of made my, my little black heart, like, lift up a little bit. So that's how You're I like, got exposed. Boo, what's up, kid? Yeah, right? I just love scary stuff. I just think it's, it's oh, I love the adrenaline, you know? That's funny. I, know, I like doing, I like, scary, like, monster voices or creepy voices or whatever. And I'm I can deal with, like... What's that? You're a wuss with scary movies. Well, yeah, well, but that's the point. So I could do, I could do monsters and creatures, but I can't do the gory like serial killing one. But it's, yeah. it's fun. It's kind of funny because yeah, I can do, I can deal with like the demon type stuff too. So, but, but no, she, she's yeah. more of the, of the Halloween connoisseur. Oh, I, I just it. have Halloween as an appetizer. As an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, today you guys got us reviewing Spawn. Why Spawn? Oh, why? Well, so I never heard about this until literally about, like, I think when we discussed like doing it, like about like a month or so ago. And mm-hmm. I think because, so I was talking to my mom about it actually. And uh-huh. this this one came out in 1992. So I, w- I wasn't even born. That just tells you how young. I'm a baby millennial, but, um, but so I was asking her, I was like, did you, cause my mom is really into comic books too. 
And I go, mm-hmm. did you ever read Spawn? Because I, whenever I dive into something new, like a comic or a movie or TV show, I kind of like to ask other people, like, what do you think about this, you know? So I can mm-hmm. not really have a biased opinion, but kind of be like, okay, like, maybe something to expect. And she goes, all I remember is the movie, and I watched it, I was freaked out, and I have an older brother who was born in 92, and he's also a comic book connoisseur. And, uh, nice. and he even, because, you know... We never read this because my mom thought it was too scary and, you know, and I get why now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think it's a perfect comic book for Halloween. Would you agree? Yeah, no. Um, with, uh, with Spawn, one of the reasons why I was on board with it because, you know, he, the, the character of Spawn, you know, I mean, freaking look at him. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. like without his like face covering yes, that he's yeah. known for, he's a scary looking dude. And just in general, like, and just, he, I don't know, like, like just in that costume, he just embodies like just terror to me. And and it's, yeah. and it's cool because of keeping the, 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 the superhero complex thing of where like, you know, these thugs are doing whatever they want to do. And, you know. Thugs are like pretty freaking scared of Batman, but the 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 mm-hmm. bad guys in this book are terrified of Spawn. Yeah, yeah. he is a scary dude. Yeah, it, and the the imagery behind it is just like I mean, Todd McFarlane was really on something. I feel like he was way ahead of his time because you know Absolutely. I kind of look at it as like you know um, with the movie and the TV series, it was way ahead of its time because we had like mm-hmm. Batman, the animated series. We had you know we had Superman and Spider Man, like all those series, and in comparison, super tame to what Spawn was. Yeah, uh, have you guys? I mean, so Megan, this is your first time reading this, but Andrew, have you read um, it beyond the first volume? Like, does it get scarier? So um, my. Uh, interactions with Spawn um, as far as the comic uh, so over the years I had picked up like random issues like just to just to read and just to t- uh, check out and the the art is what actually really got me to, to, to read some Spawn so actually so this yeah. this volume that we're uh, reviewing uh, volume one is the first time that I've actually sat down and read some of the Spawn story through but mm. the ones that I have read, which were definitely later issues than this, um, yep, they they get more bloody, they get more, you know, just more violent and just it, it's just it's just crazy. It's it's yeah, yeah it's quite a, it's quite a trip. It, it, I liked it a lot. This is my first time reading it ever, and I really like the art. The art of Spawn. He looks really cool. He's like very colorful, and even yeah. like that last page of him where he's got the muscles and like the chains and the skulls and stuff it's like it looks so good yeah mm-hmm. no like mcfarlane i and it's kind of funny because this year for for whatever reason i got hooked onto todd mcfarlane not just as the creator of spawn but just as as a writer and a creator himself so there was a uh, there was a couple of uh documentaries that i actually checked out um one of them it came out in, like in 2017 and it's on this uh i don't know if the this is the title of the youtube channel but it's called a uh, blueprint and they did a special mm. on todd mcfarlane about how, like how he like basically just took this industry by the horns and just yeah. made 
something completely new out of it and like just his his drive and his focus on making spawn as well as like other you know and just image comics in general just happen like yeah he absolutely he set mm. the standards really high at that point because all there really was was marvel or dc mm-hmm. maybe a couple of like indie places here and there but he was like this the image i should say is like one of the true big indie companies that have just risen from the the guarded shield the giant wall that would be the big two yeah you know and so he goes and talks about that and what he did to change it up and on the uh sci-fi channel too uh did another uh documentary this one kind of focused because um he had hit issue 300 and according to that it is let's see i wrote it down here So it says it holds the tie for record for the longest running creator owned comic ever. Spawn? Spawn. Oh, wow. Spawn, yeah. So it's like for a creator owned character, it's the longest running comic at at this point, um, as as far as that's concerned. And um, so, and and the documentary is called. like hell I will and so he goes kind of and it's just <laughs> a little that. bit of more like awesome. of him talking about like kind of what he did and mm-hmm. like and you can see just like in, in in this book anyway of how he does his art like the characters yeah. are literally yeah. popping out of the panels and like yeah. he uses a lot of inking to to emphasize like just those darker features and to give give the art just this like oh just oh so creepy like vibe and i feel like you know even if you're not into like horror you can still like enjoy it because it's just it's just such eye candy as far as the art yeah it really is and i agree with you tess like i really like the way that they made him look like at the end in particular but all throughout the comic like he just his muscles are like bulging and sinewy and like the the demons in it are just they yeah. i mean there's no better word to describe it except for gross like it's grotesque and i but i love it though because i feel like the true the true elements of horror um it's not just the the you know as they say with saw series it's like the gore the gore porn you know it's like it's not just violence it's not just you know all the blood and, and guts it's the the way that the characters and the story makes you feel and in spawn it made it made me feel like i had a chill up my spine like the whole time especially with a few of the characters in particular oh yeah absolutely it's very like underworld mm-hmm. you know yeah. under the city kind of thing so let's dive into this let me start with a summary here and we'll just start from the top let's do it so like you said this is let's do it it's written by todd mcfarlane uh and it was published in 2009 by by image correct uh so this uh, this specific uh volume was so the was? Uh, okay. so uh, the first issue of spawn came out in uh, may of uh 1992 Okay, forgive me. Uh, no, don't worry about I look it. Up, yeah. <laughs> sometimes when I look up, because I'm, I'm still, as you guys know, I'm still early on my comic journey. When I look up dates for something, I have to dig a little bit deeper because it's not necessarily the one that I'm reading. It's like that yeah. could be the 2009 version. You know what I no, mean? No, exactly. You're, you're not, you're not alone because when we were trying to figure out what is the exact date of when it came out. All it said was May yeah. 1992. So yeah, there's no specific date for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're you're not oh. alone in that. And I'm I'm getting back into comics 
as well so it's like I'm trying to like refresh myself and it's like when I try to find a specific date it's kind of hard to sometimes especially with this volume itself I think it was like re like what well, was re- like reproduced new, new art and stuff uh not necessarily new okay. art uh, like they add i think they added like some extras at the yeah. end but like just to to, to re the reissue like these these uh issues again in in, in newer volumes mm-hmm. so people had access so it's oh, very gotcha. it's very easy because the, the thing is they'll, they'll primarily put the date of the literal book and not necessarily mm. the material mm. and that's what kind of gets difficult unless it's like a storyline like you have a Superman, Man of Tomorrow, and that'll tell you when that came out. But if you have an ongoing series like this, I feel like a lot of like volume books like this, it's there, but it's not like in your face like, oh, that's when it actually came out. But the date that you got was the, the date of the book. So it's, it's totally right. all good. That, that happens. Yeah, and when I was even when I said 2009, I was like, wait, but he just said it's one of the longest running um, comics. How could that be so soon? So okay, well that makes sense. <laughs> thank, thank you guys for backing me no, up. No, for sure, you got it. We're, we're all over it. <laughs> all right. So while a strange assailant stalks the city, ripping out human hearts, another out- otherworldly being arrives. As his mind reels, our tortured hero remembers that he struck a deal with the devil in order to return to his beloved wife five years after his death. Um, I also saw uh, Hollywood News, soon to be a major motion picture from Blumhouse Productions, directed by Todd Todd McFarlane, starring Jamie Foxx as Spawn and Jeremy Renner as Twitch. Is that true? uh, Yeah, according to all the sources, it is true. I feel like... uh, when it comes to superhero movies, stuff like that, if they announce like a star actor, then then you're yeah. pretty much a go. But um, the yeah. the funny part about Todd McFarlane, because he he's just so ambitious, like he's so like he gets excited like to do all these things. So there was a lot of time yeah. where a lot of the fans were like, okay, Todd, whatever you say, because he'd been talking about doing another movie for years because the the last Spawn movie came out in '97. Is you have mm-hmm. that, and then. Shortly thereafter on HBO was the animated series where it came out in episodes, but then yeah, and then they stitched it together to make like two movies, air quotes. But they're it's an actually it's it's a TV series, and um, yeah. So other than that, we don't really have too much exposure in other media's for for spawn or at least for immediate consumption unless you're like a video gamer and you like to play video games because he the spawn characters in uh, mortal Kombat 11 as like a downloadable character and you can uh, play as him and Mm, and what's cool is that he's voiced by the original voice actor um from the tv show years uh, many years ago uh keith david um he did the voice, you know, for like Goliath and gargoyles and a bunch of a bunch of other stuff. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's uh, so he returned and reprised the role as Spawn, but yeah, otherwise to keep up with Spawn, you would have to have read uh, comic books. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it, I feel you. like he's so like underrated because like you know I I I follow I think you do too, Tess. I think that's something we talk about, but like cosplays and stuff, and like how yeah. we follow. And I don't see Spawn being cosplayed like at all, or like if barely any. So. I'm hoping that this new live-action movie, which I think is going to be absolutely amazing, because it could be made to match the times, and maybe, I mean, it'll probably be rated R, I hope, because then it can truly yeah. 
you know, master the element of spawn. And I hope that it becomes, or it kind of draws out more of a resurgence of, like, cosplayers, you know, doing him. Because I feel like he's such an awesome character. And I think, like, he's a complex dude. And, like, he's, you know, there's so much going on with, like, his costume. But, like, I feel like any, like, dude or or lady, whatever, whoever likes to cosplay, can really do a good job on this. But... Yeah, I'm hoping that more media comes out on him. No, definitely. I think he's he's way overdue, definitely. Mm-hmm. Especially with the technology that we have now. Like, it's... Sp- Spawn's due for a tune-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's almost 30 years old, and if he does have this long-standing comic, running comic record, like, he certainly needs to be cosplayed at the at the least least, a little bit more recognition (laughs) Mm -hmm, definitely yeah i i got him mixed up with um i thought it was spawn as in the the black suited spider-man for some reason because they like it's like (laughs) that's because they look like you know what i mean i i laugh and that's because um during the time uh so todd mcfarland before making image comics he worked for marvel yeah you know, um, oh, okay. and he, his uh, big, the big thing he got into was uh, Spider-Man. Like he had, he had done okay. Hulk and he had done, done like oh. a, bitch, a bunch of different stuff, like just, just drawing. He was primarily an artist. And so uh, in, in the documentary, they talk about how Spider-Man sales were tanking and everyone's like, what do we do with Spider-Man? And Todd McFarlane just goes in and is like, I'll, I'll draw Spider-Man. And they give him the project yeah. and... Wow. They they sell more copies because he does different, you know the the art style that you essentially see in in Spawn is the same exact stuff that he, he had been doing, mm-hmm. and that was reflected in in the Spider Man stuff to the point where Marvel Comics was like, dude, we don't like you doing that, <laughs> and 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 to uh. and to kind of quote Todd McFarlane a little bit, not verbatim, but he <laughs> he's like, so what I heard was, hey Todd. Be boring with your drawings. Make <laughs> make Spider Man boring, and, and to which he was like, "Nope, I'm gonna make him cool." And sold so many issues, yeah. and you know because as you know, money talks. Marvel's like, right. "Yeah, we'll let you keep doing your thing." To the point they created a Spider Man series for him to not only draw but to write. And there's uh, and and it's almost like anywhere, like any comic book shop you go to, there's. Uh, the, the first issue of his Spider-Man run, and it's that... I'll say it's kind of famous where it's Spider-Man just crouching down. He's got, like, the thick, like, black around the eyes and everything, and it's him crouching. I think he may be shooting a web or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but that's mm-hmm. one of his famous covers of, of Spider-Man. Like, and if I send you a picture, you'd, like, you'd be like, oh, that one. <laughs> and, like, yep, <laughs> that's his. So he had done that, and, and it got to the point... I, I forget specifically why he left but it's one of those things that primarily he wanted to just do his own thing he took some people with him made image comics and he wanted to create spawn like spawn he had created when he was 16 years old isn't that crazy so he you know always had this character for a long time and i believe i i sent you an image on like a uh oh what do you call it uh like a prototype uh, drawing, and you can see he has a lot of similarities, even in the mask itself, like to, to Spider Man, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. and so yeah. and when he was with the Marvel, and then I laughed at the the black because of so they had the black suit Spider Man story going on at Marvel at the time, and Todd McFarlane it was a co creator of Venom as far as like the look of it, 
So yeah. the fact that you had compared made the Spider-Man comparison <laughs> is what is what made me chuckle a bit because it's like, yep, there there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I I feel like I've faintly heard that story but now that i know that's that's pretty good i love that it has a story with it and like we like all, like like we're, we're almost 30 minutes in and it's like there's so much backstory to spawn himself oh, yeah. before you even dive in which is i mean it's great obviously yeah i love it right <laughs> yeah um all right you guys ready to dive into this comic yes, do, do it, it. do it let's do it and i love in here there's a tmnt reference <laughs> Just saying, because mm. we all did you pick? Did you I catch did. it? We'll yeah. get there. We'll we're get gonna, there. We're gonna discuss. Uh, so there's a dude. His name is Al Simmons. Yes, he has passed away, mm-hmm. um, and he basically makes a deal with the devil because he wants to get back to his lady Wanda Blake. But when he comes back, he's in this costume of sorts, and he doesn't really know what's going on. He's got no memories. At all. He just knows he wants to get to a girl that he's in love with. That's all we know. That's all we know so far. No. And uh, what's what's even a little bit more heartbreaking is when he gets there, he doesn't even yeah. remember what she looks like. No. Like he just, he's like, wait a minute. I know I'm looking for her, but who the hell is she? Yeah. What, like, who am I looking for? And what's even, like, her name? He didn't even know her name for for a bit, and he's... Just, you know, essentially, like, banging his head on on a uh, metaphoric wall. I'm like, what in the haha, hell is going on? <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, and he was, um, obviously, yeah, he did pass away. And, and I, I like the beginning with the, the imagery of, like, the, the different newscasters. So you have, like, CNN and yes. E-Network. And, of course, E-Network's like... Ew, but Wanda and her black get-up. Like. Yeah. And then, of course, CNN is just, like, straightforward like they are. And then, like, the other newscasters, you know, you can tell, like, they're leaning towards... Oh, the towards, opinionated but one, They're yeah. more opinionated. Uh, <coughs> Fox News. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I I like that kind of beginning because it kind of puts the reader in the same sense of, like, wait, what the hell's going on? And Spawn's like, I don't mm-hmm. know what the hell's going on. I thought you were going to tell me what the hell's going on. Yeah, you tell me. You're reading this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, he got sent back. Um, and you're right, he made that deal with the devil, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh-huh. we all always know how that goes, you know, always so well. Um, yeah, so right. now he's in this, like, really tight, you know, hero costume he doesn't even know what he's wearing which like i'm yeah. you know obviously the the listeners can't see it but if you want to just take a just take yeah, a gander like, at that i mean like, just this beautiful cape and like just these, these just muscles muscles and chains he looks great cape. he looks he looks awesome i love the coloring that they chose yeah red is such mm-hmm. a powerful color yeah. to use yeah and i know that you, so i i like to notice too like what colors they use for characters in comics and red is such a prominent color a lot of superheroes and villains too and anti-heroes have it so i like that they use that because it's such a statement bold and you know exactly who he is when he's on that page yeah you're like oh no he's right that's (laughs) That's my man spawn That's fun. Um, and uh. then I actually wanted to point out, Tess, I didn't know, you Please. probably noticed this, but you know those numbers that were on the bottom? Yeah, what was that? So the numbers uh, represent, so it's kind of like 
I, I, I'm going to call it, for lack of a better phrase, a lifetimer. So okay. throughout the series, like yeah, he uses, like, his powers, right? And you notice that the numbers start decreasing throughout the time. And so that clock or timer, whatever he has, that's basically his time on Earth. And that's, that's yeah. about as much time as he has. And when he uses up all of the powers that he has, like, he's gone. That's it's almost like a yeah, it's almost yeah. like a video game yeah. kind of thing. You have your your life gauge and you have your you know your spell or mana or whatever it is that powers up whatever magic or abilities you have. Yeah, it's crazy because the because the numbers don't like don't really they they don't consist we don't see them consistently go Details, down and yeah. the numbers don't match all the time. So you have no. like a nine here, right. a five there, a seven and a four or like something along the lines of that yeah it's just every time and so that's that's kind of that burden that he has as well and of course he doesn't even know what he is or what the hell he's doing it's just he, mm-hmm. he just knows that he's here and as the reader we know what's going on kind of but it's like it's like yeah. it's that journey that we're, we're almost taking with spawn you know Yes, we're we're like his ghostly friend. We're kind of yeah. next to him the whole time. Like what? Mm-hmm. And then there's a there's a moment where we meet, um, which I want to get up to the point where we meet the devil guy. Mm-hmm. But first of all, we meet one of the devil's goons, essentially, which is the violator. Mm-hmm. He's just Ugh. like this Key. grody. He's like the penguin, kind of, but kind like of not the penguin. Yeah, he's like grimy and mm-hmm. just Gross. He's like a clown mm-hmm. yeah clown makeup on and he's like he just tells he tells spawn what he could do to him with his spine and other parts of his body and you're like oh, ow that sounds like it hurts that's just a little <laughs> gross yeah it's uh so yeah the violator was uh this of course he's uh, which we find out he's another demon um he's a shape-shifting mm-hmm. demon and um mm-hmm. the reason why he turns into the clown is because, or he chooses that as his form when he shapeshifts, is because when he turns into the clown, that's his way of symbolizing how he looks at humanity. Because he thinks humanity mm-hmm. is ugly and gross, and so that's what he, that's his per- perception of humanity is what he's wearing. And he's short, and you're right, he looks like the penguin. He's short, and he's, he's you know, thick, you know, he's a thick dude. <laughs> um, and he's, he's, he's grimy. He's dirty, you know, he's just, mm-hmm. and, and like his his personality is too and so yeah he was sent down to keep an eye on spawn but you know he had other mm-hmm. plans no as uh yeah. he took his power what would you say oh no yeah i was uh, i was just gonna say that uh that he, he sent there be essentially to be like his like watchdog like to babysitter. like keep a yeah babysitter like keep an eye on spawn because i guess the the because it's revealed that spawn even though that's his like name, he is a mm-hmm. hellspawn. So with a hellspawn right. comes one of these demons that are that they're they're supposed to like guide and train these hellspawn to mm-hmm. to do whatever the devil needs them to do. So and he's yeah he it's it's an interesting dynamic because we're meeting like like it's it's like the very opposite of what like an angel guardian angel is. Yeah, <laughs> his demon guardian. So. Ooh. and he doesn't do his job he's like "Ooh, i'm here on earth and i can do whatever i want i'm gonna take advantage of that and the devil comes to earth and he's like nah bro <laughs> you're not gonna do yeah. that no 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 i don't <laughs> what 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 is what is you doing boo boo like like 
And that's yeah. And he and then it's just the fact that then he he locks him into that clown form. So he's like, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Like this is what you're going to be. And um, speaking of shape shifting, um, yes. Slightly going back to Spawn or AKA Al Simmons, he can also shape shift. Yeah. And I I know we'll yes. kind of get into that as to the first time that he does yeah, yeah. stuff, but it's what kind of makes him more of a tragedy is the fact that he can shape shift into any appearance as the Hellspawns can, but he's stuck with one that the that the devil yeah. locks him to. Which, mm-hmm. you know, we'll of course get into that uh, later, but we can get into it now. That's totally oh, fine. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, go ahead. He shapeshifts into what he is not. He doesn't look like himself like he used no, to be. No, he's not. He's exactly opposite. So, you know, Spawn is this, or, or Al Simmons, you know, gets transformed into this, like, white blonde dude. And that's mm-hmm. not at all what he is. And, right. of course, you know, I, I, I think that there's such a political statement that goes with that as well. Being that this comic yeah, was released in 92, yeah. and of course we had mm-hmm. so much going on then, um, and of mm-hmm. course now what, what's going on in the world. And so it's this this man that has to transform himself into like a white man, which as I was kind of reading more into it and my perception of it is in order to look acceptable, he had to look like uh. a white guy. And... Oy. Air quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. quotes. Definitely to the readers. Air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) To the listeners. Air quotes. And which is, you know, of course, not at all what it should be. But it's it's another layer of torment that he has. Yeah, just it's just literal it's literal evil. Yeah. Literal evil at Mm -hmm. its finest. (laughs) Because when he does um finally get to, he can't even be himself and he can't Which, there's probably so many underlying reasons as to why he can't, but um, I just thought that that was such a poignant thing about Spawn, is that he's got all this other shit going on, and he can't even be himself. He can't even, you know, and he feels more human, air quote, in his actual costume. Because Mm -hmm. there is a reveal of what his face looks like, which gives me real Deadpool vibes. You know, yes, really totally. grody skin, yeah. and he just he's looking kind of undead, so to speak. And yeah, quite for him to yeah. feel like him, his true self, he has to be in the costume. So there's just so much torment going on with this poor dude. There's, there is, and to clarify, which if you don't know, Spawn, he when he was alive, Al Simmons, he was a black yes. man, and now as Spawn, he is he when he can transform out of his essentially Deadpool form which is he's just kind of it's like your skin inside out with some like fuzz from the bottom of your car yeah <laughs> what he looks like the carpet fuzzies oh, no. <laughs> yes yeah and then he can transform into a human but the only human he can be is a white man with blonde hair mm-hmm. and he just doesn't feel like himself at all and then especially when he transforms he's like well fuck yeah this is not me at all. This is not me. This is this don't feel good. And yeah, and that's what's kind of heartbreaking when he meets or, or when he sees uh, Wanda, who's his wife, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and she. So she is his wife and, or widow of him, and she. It's five years into the future too, so she's obviously grieved, and she she does all this charity work for him, and she's still, you know, she still loves him, but she has moved on, and she marries mm-hmm. his best friend. 
which, <laughs> you know, it's that, that classic, you know, the best friend was there for you after, you know, your husband yeah. died. <laughs> you know, your husband's best friend swoops in after the funeral and be like, you know. Oh, like, <laughs> I've always loved you both together, but deep down inside, it was I that's always loved you. The In fact, best. I think I loved you more. Exactly. So it's like <laughs> Terry uh, kind of swoops in, and of course, respectfully. I mean, he was still Al Simmons' best friend, but you know, it you grow. Yeah. Uh, grief, you know, brings you closer. I guess. Yeah, you catch the feels. You and, catch the feels, and but, so they caught the feels, and then they, you know, got a got yeah. a kid together. Which another layer of torment with Al Simmons was when he sees, um, I believe her name is Cyan or Cian. I know it's a shade of blue that she's named after. Oh, I didn't even write it down, but okay. I didn't, I guess I didn't catch that. Okay. But it's a, yeah, he has a little, she has a little girl. She has a little girl. And while they were married together, he was, and, 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 and it's him transformed into him, like himself, but you know, obviously in his human white person form and he's looking and he's like, Oh my God, like she has a kid now. And he goes, wait a minute, mm-hmm. we had struggled to have kids. And and then he realizes yeah. it wasn't her, it was me. Like, I was the problem, and I couldn't give her... My swimmers were the mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. So it's just, you know, we're, we're making a depression cake, and there's just one more layer of torment frosting yeah. onto him. Which is, yep. which is kind of... I'm not going to say that it's kind of funny, but... Um, it's one of those things that, you know, this book, you know, again, came out in, in 92. And while, you know, at this point, you know, women, you know, obviously have more rights then and, and, and somewhat now than than previous decades, right. you know, before. But that just, that just goes to show that kind of like man mentality of mm-hmm. like, oh, it's the woman that is, is, is the right. problem that I can't have children and blah, 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 whatever. You know, sure. and, yeah. and yeah, in totally. Al Simmons's case, uh, you know, as, as far as the book, it doesn't seem like that he even like blamed her. Like, it was just one of those things that like, oh, I'm this like manly man with mm-hmm. muscles and I and I'm a government agent. I have guns and stuff. There's no way that it's me, you know, kind of kind right. of deal. But yeah, so he as, as, as Megan pointed out, sees the, the the kid and, and and it just adds another you know layer of torment and it's just it like that 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 sucks like how how much lower do you need to go yeah like it, it in the hell. punishment that <laughs> is hell <laughs> well what's what's crazy is just like why isn't he just off himself and go like kill himself and but he can't because then he just goes right to hell so he's like, well, I guess I'll just kind of be this vigilante. Right. But then every time he uses energy, again, like you guys brought up, it decreases his, essentially, his video game life power. Yeah. And then, so when that goes to zero, he goes to hell. But then the slower that he uses his energy, the less chance he has of stopping evil. Mm-hmm. So it's like, gah and, like this guy he he can't catch a break no and he and he kind of learns that the hard way when he just when him and uh violator just like kind of just go at it because he's just like all right we've had enough of each other let's just let's just do this you yeah. know and yeah. and the thing is uh, the, the, and i do love the uh the book and i do love spawn but there's it's one of these books that you can't take seriously in the sense of like, yeah, there's a lot of that is going into it, especially in this beginning issue. But, you know, sometimes you just want to see the hero and the villain just go at it. And yeah. you, you definitely get it <laughs> yeah. with um, 
with with Spawn and the Violator, and he and he learns the hard way when he uses like just this blast that he didn't even know that he could do, and he uses it, yeah. and that's when you we talked about when the the devil appears and it's like you guys are fucking up, you are staying as a clown and Spawn, chill out. Yeah, Spawn, lying. <laughs> 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 He literally calls well, himself then, daddy, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Like, you know, so so he does have to take that in consideration. And I think there were a couple of, of scenes in here, you know, where, like he's like, I, I forget if he took bullets or if he got like stabbed or whatever. Well, I know he got his, like his literal heart was ripped out, but yeah. he was still able to recover. So yeah, even, if, even if he wanted to off himself, it, it can take a little bit more. Yeah. And more than a little bit yeah. more. <laughs> than ripping out your heart. And then just speaking of the heart ripping out, there's also the storyline of this mafia and the violator keeps ripping out their hearts because he can and he wants mm-hmm. to. And so now the mafia is like, wait a minute, who's ripping out the hearts of all my dudes? Uh, and so they're going around town trying to figure out, and they're like, there's this new guy in a cape and a costume, which they don't really blink an eye at. And must, you yeah. know what I mean? I would be like, um, Superman, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, but, you know? Uh, so they, they try to figure out what's going on. And then there's these other two pe- people called Detective, and, tr- like, there's this detective guy, and then there's this other guy named Twitch, which is, like, his, his partner. Side- yeah. Yeah, his partner. So the detectives are trying to figure out all, who? What's going on with the mafia? Who's offing the mafia? Also, who is this new vigilante? Also, who is all of these other evil things happening in this city? So, like, there are... Though it is not a super complicated story, mm-hmm. it's like there are many layers to this cake. So we're slowly getting to know this city. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, these two NYPD detectives are just trying to figure it all out. You know, and they're they're just they're just doing their best. They're just like, what the hell? Like, we're just we're you know what? We're hard tripping <laughs> out, and who are you in a cape? Never mind. I'll get to you later. Now there's the mafia. Wait, the mafia's dying. That's kind of a good thing, but kind of not. You well, know, Dowell on the detective because he's <laughs> yeah. all about like <laughs> he's all about like his job, and he you know he does what he does because because of the law. You know, he's your typical sure. like. Uh, I've been in this. I've been in this uh, for for about twenty five years now, and nothing ain't gonna change. I'm okay if a couple of mafia assholes die, but people can't be dying, you know. Yeah. And then you have the Twitch, right. which is like, don't forget to eat your donuts, too. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's <laughs> that's what I hear in my head when 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 I read Twitch's stuff, like. Don't worry, sir. We're gonna catch that criminal, sir. He reminds me of, of uh, Mr. Peabody from like the, the Rocky Bullwinkle. Yeah. If, if Mr. Peabody was a human, which you know, what's funny is doing like character research for this was absolutely fun for me because I learned more about these characters. Good. And Twitch is like, he's so like, like I just look at like you know what we're just saying, but he's actually. The, the brains of the pair so he's he's actually super mm-hmm. smart and he's an expert marksman which you would never guess from this frizzy albert einstein looking you know yeah. guy and then there's sam or there's detective sam burke who is obviously mm-hmm. the brain and muscle and clearly he's been in it for a long time you know who he reminds me of and babe you're gonna have to help me remember hmm. but in the batman animated series he reminds me of that one 
It wasn't Commissioner Gordon, but Harvey it was Bullock. The, Harvey Bullock. Yeah, oh. He reminds me of Harvey Bullock. I kind of did donuts hear, yeah, and the, the, like, you know, the thick belly, yeah, like, and, you know, the bronze. Hey, where's your where's that superhero? Yeah, yeah it like reminded that kind of, me like that so Danny much DeVito of him. type of deal. Yeah, so I just it they were kind of refreshing because not that like Wanda and Terry and Cian weren't good people, obviously, but it was kind of sure. nice to have human characters like people that are like oh like and of course like i feel like in every like good superhero comic there's always like the nypd or there's always you know metropolis yeah. pd and they're just police officers going we went to the academy for this we're ready to defend and yet here comes this flying you know like, character yeah. like we we were trained to catch bank robbers and raccoon mass not mass murdering yeah. demons ripping hots Hot out. out yeah <laughs> So it, it kind of brought a little bit of, like, humor and levity into it. Yes. Um, because the, yes. this comic was, I mean, it was dark for, like, other reasons, too. Because there's, there's a particular character that just, oh, like, he, he oh, yeah. literally, and Whoa. I think it's because I've been binging Barf. Law and Order SVU. So I kind of got oh. a little triggered, you know, by this mm. character. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so th- yeah. there, and there's Sam Burke, he may be, like, this thick kind of, hearty dude that has like a very hard demeanor but like he he got triggered by this character as well and he mm-hmm. you it really shows you like the wear and tear of a detective because it's like they work so hard to keep evil off the streets to the best of their capacity and yet they see mm-hmm. the law and they see you know just life itself just throw it back at them going like nope all your hard work down the toilet See, I didn't even. I I was more focused on um, Spawn. I was like, this poor guy. He's just so. But I like that they add all these characters because I can only imagine that after a while, they everything starts to kind of iron out in a sense, yeah. and we get more of a rounded. Like it's like if we were okay. It's like if this was my first introduction to Batman, I'd be like, who is this Joker dude? He's nuts. Why aren't we focusing on Batman? Right. Isn't he depressed. Mm-hmm. But now that you know all of the rogues gallery of Batman, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I have a, a, a history of Joker in my head, a history of Batman in my head. Right. You know what I mean? Like it kind of fills the timeline. So like I'm trying to get to know, know Spawn, but they're throwing out different characters at you. But it's not like, like I said, like it's not a super complicated story, but it's also not a very simplistic no. story. But he also, he ramps it. Todd McFarlane really does ramp it up where like there's so much to go. The fact that he put literally hangs his soul over his head like it's a catch-22 damned if you do yeah. damned if you don't mm-hmm. it's like how is this gonna end does he defeat the devil does he become the devil you know there are just so many open-ended things that could happen and then they start introducing these weird Ugh. you know uh, creepy characters and you brought up one which is billy kincaid Ugh. which basically he i'm gonna say it really quickly and then i don't really want to say it again he mutilates children we'll yeah. say that and um yeah it's really really awful um and uh sorry if that made anybody upset I'm, that's all i'm saying about it um but he he does that and spawn does catch him oh, oh yeah. that he was so him. gratifying See, <laughs> that was, yeah he he introduces a character like that that does horrible crimes such as that and yeah the fact that you have which to me makes him a badass because it's yeah it's, he has no really he has no rules or laws to him and that sense of where mm-hmm. oh you're you're a piece of shit okay well i'm gonna kill you and yeah. he does <laughs> and he just does yeah. and it's just so gratifying and it's you know like 
for for people like that that do exist, I, I'm like, eh, I kind of wish Spawn would just come after you. <laughs> I know it's like on every yeah. episode, or on every episode of Law and Order SVU instead of Olivia Benson, can we just have Spawn run NYPD yeah. SVU unit and just take care of them? <laughs> yeah. So again, you know, it is a trigger warning, and as Tess said, we're not going to mention again what he does. Um, props to Todd yeah. McFarlane for I guess kind of bringing attention to that because I've never seen a villain do that kind of stuff. I mean, I, of course, in comics, unfortunately, yeah. we do see, you know, kids, uh, unfortunately, getting the hand of, or getting caught up in the hands of a villain. Um, but he gets released from the mental hospital for, quote, good behavior. And, of course, as I had mentioned, mm-hmm. Sam Burke's like, no, like, he's he's an awful per Like, no, he's evil. He's going to do it again. To- and, <laughs> and Todd mm-hmm. McFarlane draws it out. Yeah. And, and, um, and, the, and uh, Detective Burke, uh, points it out is that look at his freaking face yeah does that look mm-hmm. like a cured man to you and then of course right. you have these like wussy ass doctors like well you know he has been behaving so you you're not with him when we're talking to him and it's just like uh, right. uh, he's yeah. just he's just so, again like and this book in general like everything else but spawn uh, you know, when he's wearing his mask, but without mm-hmm. this book is ba- is some perfectly as you said. It's gross, grotesque, but it works yeah. for this book and for this world. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and he's and he's really. I mean, he's triggered by this guy just because he did evil in the world, but he's also triggered by this guy because he is it has to do with children and because he couldn't have a child with his wife he's going to at least try to protect anything that may interfere with his wife's world and that includes protecting her kid yeah absolutely and and i think i i absolutely agree with you because he's driven by that and i think when he sees Mm -hmm. um the daughter uh seeing or cyan i Girl, I'm just gonna call her Blue. When when he see when he sees Blue, Blue uh, the shade of Blue, uh, you know he he gets triggered and and again he sees, and unfortunately you know you know Billy's struck again you know and so he was like okay you're an awful human being and mm-hmm. bye bye and that bye-bye. I think the most disturbing and I can truly say this and and for good reasons too but like the most disturbing image in the comic was of his corpse hanging and the detectives also and mm-hmm. the detectives detective burke literally says like all right i'm gonna t- like for for not so bait him but as a quote he was like i'm gonna take care of this guy we're gonna go after him yeah you know let me just go grab a donut you know <laughs> not really Abs- but like yeah. absolutely sure absolutely sure sure <laughs> Sherman go <laughs> No, he uh, he uh, he. So he comes in and there's there's Billy Kincaid's corpse hanging and it's got like this really like threatening note on it and Spawn, you know, he's it was kind of the Spawn was there and obviously people were seeing Spawn in like you know flashes and in like little glimpses but he was there like they knew like okay mm-hmm. this dude exists like there's there this dude is not just a ghost he's a uh, he's an actual you know being mm-hmm. doing doing the police's work oh my god yeah and i'm looking at yeah he's just so mm-hmm. so gross and disgusting so I'm, I'm on gross. the page right now i'm <laughs> on the page where he's hanging oh. it, this, i know this picture uh, though well it, we we can <laughs> i was gonna say the picture brings out my inner like palpatine 
<laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh my God. Palpatine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Enough about Billy. He he yeah. he doesn't get any more uh, airtime. <laughs> uh, well, also I want to bring up that the wife actually starts having a dream mm. that uh, yeah that. She sees her husband and she's like, I see Al in my dream. And the husband is so freaking sweet. He's like, mm. it's okay. I'm not going to pretend yeah. like he isn't a big part of your life. You know, yeah. he's like, what's going on? You know, yeah. and she's like, I saw him in my dream and he's, and he's asking for my help, but I can't help him. And he's stuck. And that's all we see, yeah. which is so interesting. I'm like, whoa, is that a glimpse? Is that foreshadowing into like how he's going to be saved from all this? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I think, and again, I agree with you. I think Terry was so sweet. And, you know, again, I know we were joking earlier that, you know, he just, you know, he's just coming in like, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm Mr. Steal Your Girl, you know, but he, yeah, yeah. I think he actually 100% genuinely was and is in love with Wanda, loves her and yeah. wants her because that was also his best friend and he has genuine love for Al. And so he's like, no, yeah. please talk about it please you know like i want you to you know say what what's going on with you and yeah that dream was like i i think it might have been some foreshadowing too because that would be cool mm-hmm. you know if she sees him in her dreams and somehow wanda can play a, a role later on in the issues and they, they could be mm-hmm. reunited i hope they're reunited mm-hmm. <laughs> reunited yeah and then we meet another bad dude oh who God. is hired by the mafia mm-hmm. Who I love his name, and then I love his nickname. His name is Overt Kill, but people call him Overkill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> there was something about that that I got confused about, and I actually read that they called him Overt Kill because there was a character from Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxies called Overkill. Oh, so there was a conflict of oh. character naming, and of course we know Todd McFarlane's you know history with Marvel, so it was kind of one of those things where it's like, oh God, like okay, I'll rename him. <laughs> but I'm glad that they kept like that little note of that nickname of Overkill because that's what he was actually supposed to be called, and I kept calling him Overkill too. I literally I forgot his name was Overt Kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looks like Bane, doesn't he? He's yeah. like cybernetic, muscles. armored, freaking Bane. Yeah. Absolutely. With yeah. like dead shots, like scope eye. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I, li- I liked how they did him. Mm-hmm. And, oh man, yeah. like that's, that's another, you know, fight that we kind of get that like just, just duke it out. Just kick the living <laughs> hell out of each other. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I like I like that though. I like their fight scene. Some violence. I'm like, eh, it's over too quick. But this one really did like draw it out, <laughs> literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. where they're just like going at it and they're having this whole action scene, which I really pre- I appreciate a good action scene when it's just like saturated with so much color yeah, and absolutely. detail, which this one certainly had. Well, that you know what helps too. So you have, you know, both these characters who are essentially like fighters, and it takes more than you know common means to eliminate these people and the fact that you have basically equally matched you know beings going at it i think that can kind of like make the average reader or those who don't really like those kinds of things like feel a little bit better about it because you know it's just like all right they're somewhat equally matched you know one person has one thing over the other person but you know vice versa so you know after that it's it's all it's all you know you know 
gravy from there. Gravy. <laughs> that's all. That's yeah, all. I couldn't think of I lost for words. No, it's just, it's just, it's just really cool. I, yeah, I saw you look into into her eyes. You literally looked into her yeah. eyes, and you I lost. You got lost in I, my I got, eyes. I got. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. It's okay, baby. It happens all the time. <laughs> I just, I really loved how like the appropriate use of color was as well. And wh- what I mean by that is, is that like. In the fight scenes, there's a lot more eye-catching color that, like, really, Mm -hmm. like, makes you pay attention. And with, like, the demon or the devil, you know, he, there's a lot of, like, yellow and stuff in the background. So he really, because he's kind of a beige-looking, you know, demon. And he's, he's, he's very, you know, not very, I mean, he's got, like, the the sinewy teeth and the spit and I literally mm. yagged a bit. Um, but he's got a bright contrast color behind him, so it makes him pop. It makes you pay attention to him. And there's, like, a bunch of words that are, again, in red. Red is such a... It's probably, in my opinion, it's one of the most popular colors to use in comics because it really just makes you pay attention. Mm-hmm. The red is, like, popped. It's, you know... Oh, um, and especially, like, on this scene here, I'm opening the book up where where they're fighting and this is and one of uh, spawns like big powers in general is to be able to utilize the chains and he moves yeah. them and he uses them he yeah. weaponizes them this is where he first learns how to manipulate the chains and i'm at the scene where mm-hmm. he figures that out and he's wrapping the chains around over kills neck and you just hear this or you read it i should say this ah like and it's in red so it catches your attention and it's like oh ow yeah that hurts yeah, even like for a guy like him. <laughs> yeah and that's another thing that i loved what todd mcfarland did with spawn because again like we mentioned earlier he's he doesn't know what the hell he is and he doesn't know that he has these powers mm-hmm. so when he first utilizes the chain i can only imagine like in spawn's head like Huh, cool. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. I yeah. can do that. No, I and, and I like it because, like, it's like, I just really appreciate this. I feel like this is, like, the first comic that I've read where we're actually, like, journeying. I mean, I felt this way kind of sort of with the Runaways comics where, like, the kids, you know, they obviously have their powers and they're learning. But with Spawn, it was, like, you're actually, like, with him because you don't know what's going on he doesn't know and he's like doing his powers and it's like oh you can do that like you're like whoa and you're you're going with him on this journey and i love the way that todd mcfarland did that and i feel like that's one of very few comics that does that Mm -hmm. you know that instead of it Mm -hmm. already being established what powers they have in the beginning you know superman we already know super strength laser eyes you know can't be around the, the green stuff you know and um, <laughs> um, excuse me, that is uh, heat vision to correct your uh, statement there. Oh, oh, my apologies. <laughs> but you're not going to correct the green stuff. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I just, I, yeah, I really liked that journey that we took with Spawn. And I mean, I know he's kind of a, anti, well, he's not kind of, he is an anti-hero, but it's like, you really do feel some sort of like, you know, some guilt with him and for him. You know, because, like, mm-hmm, what happened yeah. to Deadpool, obviously, you know, obviously sucks. But he's so humorous and he's such a smart, smart ass about it all. And he's just all about the jokes. Whereas Spawn is, like, super serious. Like, no, this isn't funny. Like, none of this is funny. Like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. And you're like, I'm not yeah, laughing. I promise. <laughs> and I, and I. I can't wait to see what other powers he Oh, no, definitely. Too. Yeah. Like, and I, and I just. <laughs> yeah, you want to know his greatest power, though? Guns. Guns. <laughs> 
like the, the last picture uh, at the at the oh, end. Yeah. Like, oh, that big he just, guy. He just looks so cool, though. God. Like that, but that's such like a '90s thing. The like the big guns, the big muscles, the just the everything big, everything big, 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 big. Yeah, <laughs> and that can kind of go yeah. into comics from like the '90s, early 2000s to comics being produced now. Back in the '90s, I sure. feel like everything, like he was saying, it had. It had big things because they wanted to make a big impact. He's an anti-hero, so he's got to have guns. And, you know, his belt has, you know, a skull on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's all about the imagery. And not to say that comics now are more mellow, but a lot of comics have, you know, from the 90s have already been established. So whatever comics are being made now, like obviously new characters and stuff, but they've taken on like a different approach to it. So you can definitely tell like sure. what's a 90s comics versus what's a modern comic. I Absolutely. love it. No, yeah. but yeah, if you if you had to pinpoint an art style of the '90s, it's Todd McFarlane. Yeah, you know, fall followed real close by by Jim Lee going into the early 2000s and mm. everything. But yeah, no, just like just art wise. Like eye candy for me, I love it. I love yeah, just absolutely. like the coloring yeah. and, and the place, just like the placement of everything, and just you know, and it, and everything is chaotic. Like hit from his fights to yeah. like just these dark, gross scenarios that occur in this book, but and that reflects in the art too. It's just so like you know, you you do have this general of like, all right, this is what that is, and then you have all this extra stuff sure. like this fight with him and violator like there's like there's fire there's chains there's blood there's just so much going on but but you could clearly see it Mm -hmm. spawn like you know with a hole in his chest like all right i'm gonna get my heart back (laughs) yeah you know what this would be good as like i wish that it could be recreated maybe after the live action movie is this would be a really good halloween maze like, I wish that, like, Universal Studios could get, Ooh. like, access to it. Like, they maybe, like, buy the rights or something and make a maze. Because, like, yeah. that would be dope. Because mm. he definitely deserves more recognition. Like, reading this now in 2020, you know, there's, again, like I had mentioned, there's just so much semblance between stuff that was happening, like, in the 90s. But kind of sad. But it's still kind of happening now. And so I feel like that mm-hmm. this is such a relevant comic to read, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I'm sure there's so many more rich characters along the way. I'm curious who he befriends. I'm curious how he finds out where to freaking lay his head at. Yeah, him. you know, he doesn't have a right. He doesn't have a home. He just has a costume and some powers. He has no idea. It's kind of like he's learning who his new self is coming into his new yeah. self. But like, I feel like there's a caveat to all this devilish stuff. Like he can't. Like, he's not just going to lose all of his power. Something's going to come up with the wife. Oh, sure. Something. You know? He's going to realize he's just as strong, if not stronger, as the devil or something Mm -hmm. crazy. Absolutely. Well, I was going to ask because I know a couple of uh, uh, previous guests have have asked you as far as, like, these kinds of ongoing series and volumes and stuff. Since you have read Mm -hmm. this, and it it goes for you, too, would you read volume two after reading volume one was this enough of a taste for for you ladies to dive into this yes definitely i am excited to see where it goes next it left it on as much as a cliffhanger as i needed it sometimes it's like there's a cliffhanger and i'm like i don't really need to know what happens i can know for sure but this one i'm like Right. But this one, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what happens to this dude? He's set up for failure. How is there a hundred million comics after this? What happened? Yeah. And, you know, I really like 
I like that it was a cliffhanger because it wasn't one that left you disappointed. It left you excited. Mm-hmm. And so, and I yeah. really wanted to like, figure out one character that was like really making me scratch my head at was um, the Jason uh, Wynn character. Because he's this, you know, the head of the CIA. And it's yeah. starting to elude him being a villain. But I'm like, why is he a villain? Like, mm-hmm. like what's going on with this dude now? Yeah. And this comic was so rich in villains that... Of course, yes. I was really happy that we had the detectives and Wanda and, you know, and Terry, you know, being somewhat of a good semblance of character. I like that this was kind sure. of more centered on a villain, though. And, and of course, the anti-hero. It was his struggle. And, but I was, I'm really excited to read volume two and onward because it's like Tess said, it's like, there's so many issues. Like, what, what <laughs> happens to our dude? Like, what what journey is he going to go on? And plus, you know, with, and with the numbers and everything, mm-hmm. is it going to, as the series gets closer to an end, what happens with those numbers? Mm-hmm, Does he find a solution yeah. before they run out? You know? Or if they mm-hmm. do run out, what happens? Find out next time on Spawn! <laughs> 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 I love it. So, just saying, like, overall, just, you know loving this the struggle that he has but like what is gonna happen to him like when the numbers like get close to like running out is he gonna find that solution is wanda gonna be his savior like the 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 one person the reason that he's there like on earth like she is the ultimate and she doesn't even know it she's just seeing the dude in her dream yeah. or well, not just the dude you know she was married to him seeing her her uh, what the big lebowski the, the big dude? lebowski <laughs> The dude in the her dude dreams, in her dreams. in a white oh, Russian. In the bathroom. <laughs> with a bowling ball. No, he's yeah. seeing mm-hmm. Al, like, in her mm-hmm. dreams. and But she doesn't even know that she's the focus, you know, of kind of this comic, too. Because it's all about her. It's this reasoning yeah. of she brought him back unbeknownst to her. And so is it going to turn out that in later in the issues... Is she the reason that the timer stops? Or does she find the solution? Does he find a solution on his own? Are we going to yeah. get more creepy characters? Like, who is Jason Wynn? There's so many questions yeah. that I need answered. So many questions. And I would definitely pick up Volume 2. Uh, well, yeah, I know what I'm investing sure. in next. What? Spawn Volume 2. Oh. Honor Volume 2. We do have an anniversary coming up. Wait, wait what's your point? Well, you could buy that for me for our anniversary. Yeah, I'll think about it. Ooh, she wants a comic. Oh, yeah. Only if you're three. good. Only if I'm good. <laughs> Santa's watching. Santa's watching. Santa's watching. Santa's watching. Always. Spawn fights Santa. Oh, my. <laughs> nope, he probably does. He probably I hope. I, I hope there's a Christmas edition. Just, just that. Get the oh, my God. Fuck off my roof. <laughs> I'm here to deliver presents. <laughs> Fighting ensues. <laughs> Tess, would you want to watch the movie yeah. and the um, the TV series, or would you, or do you want to wait until you've read the whole series and then watch him? I wouldn't mind watching the movie. I bet you Jamie Foxx would do an amazing job. Like a confused Jamie Foxx can crack me mm-hmm. up sometimes. If he, I don't know if he's gonna take like a comedy aspect because he can do anything. Yeah. He's like I love him. Um, but like, I wonder like what mixture of comedy and drama, cause this could certainly be a horror ish comedy, kind of funny Deadpool. Like it could throw in some fun yeah. in there with some comedy and then also bring in the like, oh shit moments too. So to I'm it. curious how they're going to do it. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. What about I you guys? I had heard that 
Todd McFarlane wants to focus more on the horror aspect of it a little bit more than Ooh. than the uh, the 1997 version where it the 1997 version of it like while like parts of it were like scary for its time it, it's more of a mm-hmm. superhero flick oh. and he even acknowledges that like don't really want it to be so superhero-y right. but so I want to focus more right. on on the scariness of it because Spawn Spawn's he's a hell Spawn he's he's scary you yeah, know? and he's meant to be. And and I think that uh, the animated series, and if, if you have HBO Max, I believe it is on there. So you can definitely at oh, least yeah. watch the animated series. It's it it's gonna be aged in the sense that yeah, it's a '90s cartoon. Yeah. But you know we're sure. we we were born in the '90s, so I think we can appreciate it. But it's definitely yeah. just worth watching, and just the the voice acting in it is just. You know, it, it it's it's really really freaking good, and it complements um, the the show so much. Even even to the point where Todd Todd McFarlane, anything Spawn, he's he's involved. He's like yeah. totally like on Which board. Which is good. And um, he he even like every episode he does like an intro. Mm-hmm. Like every single episode, he does oh, like good. a small little intro. Oh, I like love about, that. About like the issues, ta- like the issues. In yeah, the that's comic. no he exactly like that's how he wanted his show to be, as Aww. though you're watching his comic come to life. That's awesome. That's I just again like I you know I sound like I I praise everyone, but no, like Todd McFarlane, he's he's the he's the real deal. Like I I wouldn't say that he's the most amazing story writer per se but like just the things that he draws and that he comes up with as far as concepts and everything because uh for i i think in future issues um he pretty much primarily writes everything like mostly if not everything Mm -hmm. with a few people here and there Mm -hmm. putting in their inputs but he funny enough he gets other people to draw for him so like Greg Capullo was a big one. He does a lot of, or he, I think, yeah, he still does. He does a lot of, like, the Batman stuff. Like, did uh, Batman Metal. He did, um, I think he did the new 52 run of uh, of Batman as well. So he's done definitely a lot of, like, darker stuff. Yeah. So mm. I, uh. Nice. Yeah. It's just, nice. Todd McFarlane, man, I. I hope to have a little small entertainment little company like that one day, and that that is like the example to follow. Absolutely. Oh. Well, now that we know Andrew's hero, <laughs> one, one <laughs> of them. Hero. Don't forget me, one of Stan them. Lee's ghost. Ooh. <laughs> whoa, 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 Spider Man. Spider Man. He just says it over. Spider Man. Well, thank you guys so much for introducing me to absolutely. Spawn. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, absolutely. We had so much fun with this. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, good. I mean, I know it was. In all essence, it's a horror comic, but you know, I like that we got a little philosophical with it because I know, like, uh, overall, like it's just you know, he's a hell spawn fighting demons and you know, bad people. But I just I love how relevant and poignant this story is and i think that you know all well maybe not all ages let's not you know whatever but like it's definitely it is definitely kind of a more mature audience uh just because of the violence Mm -hmm. and there is some triggering content in there um but i feel like when you're old enough to read it or if you want to or if you're older and you want to go back and read it like myself where it was a 90s comic but again i was born in 96 so i had no idea it existed and so but this makes my heart like so happy because it's finally like 
he's like a good mixture of like you know like the Punisher and Deadpool, but he's like his, himself still. And I've never ever read a story like this before, so this was really fun yeah. and a nice Halloween spooky treat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, pick this up, you guys. This is a... If you haven't already, people are probably like, yeah, yeah, I know Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, all right. So you I guys read guy. Spawn. Big whoop. Yeah, big whoop. <laughs> read it in 92. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Um, I love having you guys. You'll have to come on back sometime. No, definitely. Come on, darling. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you, Thank well, at least you. on my end. Thank you again for having me. Love... Love being, uh, yeah. love being here. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good. Do you guys want to plug any of your content? Um, well, I mean, I we have personal Instagram, so you can follow me at Meg underscore Skellington. Um, and uh, if you want to friend me on Facebook, too, it go for it. I don't care. I accept all. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say this, but I do accept friend requests. I love having friends. Um, I have a Snapchat <laughs> if you want to have me on Snap. It's just Megara. Smart. It's Megara, like the character from Hercules. But it's 10 A's at the end because I was 15 when I made it. And I'm like, I'm edgy. And then I'm 24 and I'm like, you're gross. (laughs) (laughs) You're cringe. Uh, But yeah, I don't I don't have Twitter. I don't know how to operate Twitter. But Instagram is like my most used platform. So, yeah, guys, follow me at Meg underscore Skellington. I'll give you like good spooky memes. And uh, if you haven't done so already from the Watchmen episode, which shame on you <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding you can <laughs> go back and listen to that guys that you was can a good uh one. you can follow me at drew kyle voice over that's just one one mm-hmm. go type it in um having working on uh content you know go ahead and keep an eye out for all that kind of stuff and uh we have our own project that we're working on and mm-hmm. that's going to come out in the future. future so keep an eye out on Ooh. both of our accounts for that of course we'll make all the announcements and throw all the confetti and stuff we're gonna have tests on our podcast as well Mm, absolutely i'll be there we'll we'll be we're gonna be podcast buds you know (laughs) and just you know if you guys haven't already please please follow ocd podcast she absolutely she is awesome she does amazing reviews of comics and we're not just saying that because she's our dear friend but you know i love following her and she's just this journey that she's taking with comics, like I, it kind of re-inspired me to get myself back into comics. So, guys, go follow her on Instagram, OCD Podcast. It's it's a it's a great ride. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's Aww. very easy to dive into, guys. Honestly, like you're taking the journey with with a host who is on basically on the same boat as a lot of a lot of you guys. So, yeah. and even like the veterans have enough to bounce off of, you know. And and it's just. You know, let's grow that community. Let you know, discuss more. Support like, our creators. Yeah, do it. <laughs> You're in Support quarantine. Artists. You're not doing anything else. So yeah. do it. <laughs> Jedi scum. Do it. Well, that is so sweet of you to say. I know you both have been listening to OCD for oh, a yeah. long time, and I truly appreciate your support. We're your number one fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Please tune in tomorrow for day number lucky 13 of 31 days of horror. Say goodbye, my fiends. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't forget to leave me candy. I have to date you. Bye, guys. (laughs) 
Thank you for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast 31 Days of Horror. If you like what you're hearing, please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers. Take it a step further and leave a five-star Apple Podcast review. (laughs) That really helps me out. Thank you. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast or facebook.com slash OCD podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I review another horror Halloween comic. 